The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those whom he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, that they might be with him, and he might send them forth to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, who he named Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, who he named Bonerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Uh, for those of you that uh, are doing the um, catechism in a year, um, or those that are in a DNA group that's uh, choosing to take the, some of that content for the catechism in a year, uh, Michael Sanum uh, went off and put together a summary, kind of a uh, notes that you could follow in your DNA meetings, but it's very good if you're looking at trying to go through that catechism in a year. He's so you boiled down really the first 50 pages and really in a form that you could do a reflection on uh, in these DNA meetings, but it's, uh, I thought it was an excellent summary of those first 50 pages of the catechism, and to my surprise, it fits so well with what I see our readings are today, the first and second, uh, the first reading the gospel, and then the saints that we're honoring. Uh, Saint Fabian and, and Sebastian is also, uh, this is his feast day. Um, in Michael's write-up, uh, he divides these first 50 pages into three sections or three movements. So the first movement uh, he says, is the movement of the, uh, in this first few sections uh, in the catechism, is the movement of the spiritual life. It's the movement of search, our searching, our capacity to want God. And in these first sections, uh, it says in the catechism that um, the desire for God is written in the human heart, which we heard in our first reading, the book of Hebrews. And to remind ourselves here, God says, behold the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will conclude a new covenant. Now as you know, there, have, there were multiple covenants. Uh, it started with creation, but we see it more profoundly in uh, the covenant with Abraham. Uh, that, sh that gets enhanced with Moses and along with David. So, to Jews, you could say, well, there's lots of covenants. Maybe we'll get another one. Maybe we'll get many more. Uh, this says, I will conclude. This is the final covenant. Uh, many times we think about the New Testament. Well, Testament and covenant are very similar. I mean, they're basically the same concept. It's a bringing together of a family. And of course, we know how difficult that is to bring together a family. 
We just went through that with Christmas. We have challenges in our families, don't we? But God is saying, I'm this covenant, I'm going to bring together this family. All on earth, I'm going to bring them together. And he's really in charge of that. Uh, he's going to do it by writing his law, him, into our hearts. We can't escape this. We are searching. We have to find God. We all are in that same mode. We can't do anything else. We have to find him. That's the search. It's our search. Now, the second movement, uh, he says, the second movement is God's revelation. Well, we see it right here in the gospel reading. Jesus summons the twelve. And he's going to send them out to preach. I, myself, I'm sure most of us think about, well, that's to go and introduce God to people, to the pagans, to everyone, to the Jews who don't understand. Well, the truth is the Holy Spirit's doing that. The apostles are going out there to preach and drive out demons. The Holy Spirit's the one going to bring and open those hearts of everyone out there. And we, and we know from history that uh, these 12 go off into all parts of the world, mostly in Europe, Mediterranean, uh, Turkey, uh, down into Africa. The results are incredible. Those first 300 years up until about 325, if we look at that section, I've read reports where there were 7 million Christians Twelve, twelve men don't do that. That's the Holy Spirit. It's miraculous. The Holy Spirit is working on what's written in everyone's heart. Well, seven million Christians in the time of severe persecution, uh, towards the end of the uh, third century, in uh, the little bit of the beginning, there's a tremendous persecution, which is where our two saints come into play. Um, the third movement that Michael lists here is the third movement is our response to this gift of the Holy Spirit, writing it on our hearts and preachers going out and helping us hear what's already written in our hearts so we can determine it. Well, it's an incredible story of St. Sebastian, our second saint today. Um, he was a Christian at the time of the worst persecution there was, uh, the Emperor Diocletian. He was the most severe emperor persecuting Christians. Well, our St. Sebastian was uh, a very athletic person, he joined the army with the intention of helping those Christians that were being persecuted to have faith until they died, to strengthen them in the persecution, to help them not lose their faith. Now, he just didn't enter the army. He became the personal bodyguard. He was head of the Praetorian guard, which were the, the secret service of their day, they protected the emperor. He was right next to him. The person persecuting 
Christians, the most severe, and here his personal bodyguard is the one that's trying to help strengthen those that are about to die. And he did. There's uh, multiple traditions uh, that are out there. Of course, I was drawn to uh, two deacons of the church who had been captured and were going to be killed. Um, and he helped strengthen their faith during the time that they were in prison. Um, apparently, these two twin brothers, their parents came and uh, just begged them to renounce their faith. St. Sebastian converted them to Christians, Christianity. He helped them see the parents, the beauty of what was written on their heart already. He didn't have to answer some question that they weren't already asking. And the two brothers were eventually, uh, they escaped, but then, then they, were, they were killed. They have their own feast day, June 18th. St. Sebastian eventually was found, and he was uh, shot with arrows. They, uh, you'll see, if you see pictures of St. Sebastian, he has arrows in him. They say he was shot with so many arrows, he looked like a porcupine. Well, they left him for dead, but he didn't die. And he came back, and rather than run away, because he already was known by the emperor, he was able to get close to him again and actually ridiculed him. Why are you persecuting? Listen to what's written on your heart. He's the patron saint of those looking for a saintly death. Uh, soldiers, athletes as well, but he lived a saintly life because he had to respond to what was written on his heart. He couldn't resist it. And eventually he was killed by Diocletian. So he died a martyr's death. And, and we get to wear red today, showing and claiming and proclaiming that he lived by what was already written on his heart. And he couldn't not go down that path. That's really what we're trying to find every day that we come here, we're trying to understand better these words that are written on our heart. And so we keep striving for that. And glory be to the fact that we, we do that. Let's